With us today is our in-house genius. We have Dr. Peter Mihalos on how do we live longer, and we all want to live longer. Dr. Peter Mihalos, uh, what's on the uh, uh, on the top? What topic are we on today? Well, today we're going to talk about a fascinating topic, which is uh, COVID and its associations with clotting, as well as how stress initiates clotting. And uh, according to the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, COVID has really caused a, a lot of uh, havoc, and 18.8 million adults in the United States have a syndrome that's called long-haul COVID, and uh, these symptoms, when they last over 28 days, they cause long-haul COVID, and they estimate that 25 to 40 percent of these people are not able to carry out their normal daily activities, and we have record number of people who are applying actually for disability because of this and it's reducing quality of life, and people are showing up with unexplained shortness of breath, fatigue, sleep disorders, migraines, gut motility disturbance, and unusual sudden rapid uh, heart rate. But one of the most disturbing things that's happening with uh, COVID people are these thromboembolic complications, which means clots. And uh, one of these clots that can form in people's legs, in people's brains, for example, an Oxford study, found that 39 in a million people who got COVID ended up with a vein thrombosis, and that can be in the brain and other parts of the body. And when one of those slips away in the legs, it goes up into the lung, and that's called a thromboembolism that goes to the lung, a pulmonary embolism. And uh, that's 17% more common in people who've had COVID. And a uh, study in uh, Dublin, Ireland from the Royal College of Physicians finally uh, did an analysis and they found that there is a protein called the von Willebrand clotting factor protein and they found it to be much higher in people who had COVID versus the blood they tested from people who never had COVID. So what's interesting about this is, you know, most viruses like a cold that come and goes, but there are viruses that linger and have side effects. For example, we all heard about the Epstein-Barr virus and how it's linked to lymphoma and chronic fatigue. We've heard about hepatitis C, how it lingers in the body, causes cirrhosis of the liver and can lead to liver cancer. We've heard about the uh, HIV virus and how it leads to AIDS and a long-term immune problem. So uh, the other issue is that the spike protein is probably responsible in the attack against the spike protein with people who get COVID. Also, vaccinated people, according to this uh, information uh, produced at Oxford, four in one million people who get COVID shots also get clots. But again, those who get COVID, uh, 39 out of a million, it's much higher, but people who are getting vaccinated, and there are risks to all vaccines, but that's the statistics, it's four in a million. The other finding that uh, in the Cleveland Clinic newsletter recently described was that vaccinated and unvaccinated people are just as likely to catch COVID-19, but they don't get as sick, the people who've been vaccinated. And then the other part of this clotting issue, it goes uh, with another topic of stress. And they found that when the blood pressure increases, you get narrower vessels, stiffer blood vessels, poor blood flow and you get more clots and what happens is we're designed genetically to have something called the fight or flight mechanism when our adrenaline pours out when we're cornered like a rat when we're scared and we're constantly stressed our adrenal glands put out 
a chemical called adrenaline and other clotting factors. Why? Because we're anticipated being attacked, whether it's a saber-toothed tiger or some ancient animal that was chasing us or we're being threatened with a gun. We put out all these chemicals for increased clotting so that we anticipate that we might be bleeding. And that's one of the reasons why uh, high stress levels also increase and turn on that cascade of clotting. So we're learning more about the clotting uh, cascade, and that's why many people who get COVID or those who are hospitalized, they finally learn that it is a clotting disease and that you need to protect them with uh, blood thinners. And Dr. Tassiopoulos at Stony Brook was one of the first people who published that article in JAMA, and they were able to save a lot of people by giving anti-inflammatories like dexamethasone and blood thinners to help save many lives. So we're learning a lot more. And now that we're, uh, the, the new news is that there is a new version of COVID called Arcturus, which is actually increasing dramatically in India. Doesn't seem to be as deadly, but you know, it's not over yet. But as we learn more and we learn more how to protect people and try to help people, and we need to learn more about this clotting cascade and understand it better for other future viruses and pandemics. Wow. And, and, uh, uh, there's there's so much going on, uh, uh, Dr. Michalos. I mean, uh, where, where does it stop? Well, I think the more advances that we get, uh, the more we're learning, the more we're understanding. And as the ancient Greeks said, the more we learn, the more we know, the more we realize how much we don't know. And I remember the uh, pharmacology textbook used to be one inch thick uh, 30 years ago, and now the pharmacology textbooks are five inches thick. So we're learning more and we're learning uh, more about uh, the human condition. And soon I think that aging will be labeled a disease. And once that happens and we start slowing down the aging process, we're going to see a lot less death uh, from cancers and viruses. And we're going to make the population healthier. And as a society, I think we're going to save a lot of money once we start addressing uh, aging as a disease instead of waiting for things to happen. Understood. Uh, what else would you like to? It's Sunday morning. I'm drinking my black cup of coffee right now because I don't put any. Uh, I, I don't put any of those uh, sweeteners in it. I don't put any milk in it. Uh, I mean, there was another story where additional sweeteners uh, co- cause additional problems uh, in, in last week's newspapers, and maybe you should do some research on it. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that happens is when you take an artificial sweetener and you put it in your mouth and your tongue senses the sweetness, it tells the brain and the body to start shooting out insulin in anticipation of a sugar load. And then the other problem is some of our good bacteria need certain nutrients. And these artificial sweeteners, they're basically blanks because they don't supply any nutritional value and it confuses our gut bacteria. So there is a disruption in the gut microbiome, and we don't really fully understand long-term what effects it has, but it contributes to what's called the metabolic syndrome. So some people think that they're going to get thinner by taking artificial uh, sweeteners, but I think that it disrupts the entire balance of the gut microbiome, and we'll be talking more about that on WABC and how our gut is basically our second brain. I agree with you 100%. There's been some research that those artificial sweeteners uh, create an artificial uh, uh, brain uh, communication, and uh, yeah. I, I think it's a it's a great thing to talk to our to talk to our listeners about in the future 
because they think they're doing themselves good by taking those artificial sweeteners. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the, the chemicals that are found in sodas, too, and what they do to the teeth and dental hygiene. And we're also learning that dental hygiene, for example, people who had their teeth cleaned regularly like four times a year, their C-reactive proteins, which is an inflammatory marker in the blood test, went down. So all these different things, uh, they affect it. And these different things affect the microbiome of the mouth, of the gut. And we're learning a lot more, and we're going to keep reporting and updating our audience on WABC. Well, our audience is going to live so long that, you know, that, that, that we're all going to be happy. Thank you so much, Dr. Peter Michalos. Thanks for always getting the truth out on the Cats Roundtable.